You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of the Jcast Network. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. The sizzle or the steak? I remember um, when I was working for the Museum of Jewish Heritage with one of my first jobs. Um, out of college. I mean, I had been interned there when I was uh, still in college. So I was there as an intern, and I was taking a subway train with Esther to the, uh, to where we left, where, to the secure facility, the unknown secure facility, um, where we kept all the amazing, amazing uh, content, all the, you know, artifacts that were going to end up and probably it did end up being the museum. And I got to see them and touch them and see them and their boxes and in, in lines and in, you know, it was an amazing facility. Anyway, so I'm in the subway with Esther and I don't remember where the conversation came from or what had happened, but we started talking about sizzle versus steak. Sizzle. I mean, I, maybe that you, everyone knows what that means, but for me, sizzle was how it looked, but steak was the content or how it felt versus the, 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 the nitty gritty, what was really in it. We got into this long conversation about what was more important, the sizzle or the steak. It was a interesting conversation and I don't, I mean, I have no idea why I don't remember it, but I do always think of sizzle and steak and think of Esther. So this, episode is dedicated to Esther and the sizzle and the steak. Um, when I listen to podcasts, I generally listen to them because somebody I trust said, Darone, you should listen to this podcast. Or I see it on, on a, on a website and I, you know, or Facebook and I want to see what is the quality of this? Where is the, you know, what's going on here? So a number of years ago, I got, uh, I was having uh, coffee with a dear friend of mine, Sarah Shapiro Plevin, who, um, who in theory, although she hasn't posted a podcast in a really, really, really long time, hint, hint, Sarah, get your ass in gear. Um, so we, I was talking to her and she asked me if I had ever listened to Radio Lab. For those who haven't listened to Radio Lab, I encourage you to. It's an amazing podcast about science. But it's not. It's not at all about science. I mean, it's also a radio show on NPR. And what's amazing is that although they get a couple hundred thousand listeners on or tens of thousands of listeners when it's on the radio, they get millions of listeners on podcast version, which is a statement of the power of podcasting that they can get such a large audience in a different way. Anyway, so I'm having this conversation with Sarah and we're talking about her show, which in some day will actually happen, uh, Jewish Educators Roundtable, uh, or Jewish Educators Salon, excuse me, since we haven't done a show in so long, I don't even remember the name of it, but I love Sarah, I love her family, I was at their wedding, uh, Bill is an old college friend, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, so she was saying that she listens to Radio Lab, and she encouraged me to listen to Radio Lab, and when I listened to Radio Lab, I was... I thought the content was surprisingly interesting. Again, I'm not a science guy. Um, although, and again, I'm not a science guy, period. And stop. Um, 
but I can find certain things when taught well to be really compelling. Um, I listened to an entire semester on iTunes University of uh, physics for future presidents. The concept is physics for those people who don't really need to know the numbers of physics, but kind of have to know the general concepts of physics. And it was amazing. Um, I love it. I've told other people to listen to it. This is a UC Berkeley class. Uh, the guy wrote a book, uh, which I bought but didn't read. Um, I mean, I think he uses it as a textbook. So it's a textbook and I'm not going to read it. But he was phenomenal in talking about physics for those people who had no interest in physics. And let me tell you, I don't have any interest in physics. I failed chemistry. I failed physics. I barely got out of high school only because... And I went to a math and science high school and have no capacity for science. Um, I believe that O, oxygen, is the first thing on the periodic table, but I wouldn't even ask you to, uh, to check me on that because I'm probably wrong. It's probably hydrogen or nitrogen or I don't know. Uh, Colin, please let me know, uh, what the correct answer to that question is. Anyway, this is not about, uh, physics for future presidents, but this is more about when, 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 uh, Sarah said, listen to, to, or I enjoy listening to uh, Radiolab, I decided I would. And what was interesting about Radiolab is the way they produce their podcasts. And again, I ended up calling this podcast uh, Sizzler Steak, but I was going to call it Production, Underproduction, Overproduction. So in Radiolab, they do amazing work. Now, they must have a dozen producers um, but they have a non-linear conversation going on where they can put in their own voice and then they put in the voice of the person who's speaking or who's being interviewed. They interstitial that with other people, with music. It's an amazing capacity to produce and maybe overproduce content, but make it seamless. Um, on the other hand, I just list, started listening to another podcast, Tanakhcast, um, and I think the person who's producing Tanakhcast, um, and this is not uh, negating the content he's trying to produce or is producing, um, he's trying to add in a lot of production value. Um, there's a lot of moments when he stops and puts in the zinger, a a note, a, a piece of music, a piece of you know, he, uh, at one point in the last episode, uh, which is not the last episode, probably by the time you hear this episode, but when I produced it, he did, let's get ready to rumble. You know, he did that whole, uh, wrestling boxing, uh, piece that is famous and, and world renowned. And, um, and he put it in, in an effort to talk about, I believe it was, um, the conversation or the fight or the, interaction between Cain and Avel, Cain and Abel, um, and he, his concept was to make it, to make it pop, to make it more attractive. I think this is what his concept was, and I'd be happy to talk to him about it. He wanted to include a lot of zings and zangs and create a lot of sizzle. Now, his stake is phenomenal. I love his steak. 
I'm not sure about his sizzle. While it worked for, um, for, for the way that, that, that Radiolab does sizzle, they add a lot of very complex audio recording and re-recording. For me, I felt like his, this sizzle was much more tacked on. Now, I mean, again, I really, I, I, I have never negatively, uh, talked about other podcasts. And my core feeling is that their pod, that his podcast is fabulous. The fact that he's creating this content is fabulous. The fact that people are listening to this content, although I would love to know his numbers, are fabulous. If he wanted to join Jcast Network, I would probably jump at the opportunity. He is taking a chapter or two from the Torah, from the Tanakh, rather, um, with an expectation that it's going to take 15 years to get through the whole thing, um, to kind of go into, line by line, piece by piece, the work that he's doing. Um, and I'm really intrigued by that work, but I wonder whether he should remove some of the sizzle for the steak. Now, when it comes to Jcast Network podcasts, I think I try to minimize the sizzle. I don't believe in just throwing up raw audio. I think you need something to to open a show, to close a show, to create an atmosphere of a show. Um, and nearly every one of our podcasts starts with some sort of a music and introduction, um, which is usually repeated towards the end, at the end rather. Um, you know, and I've had some shows where initially, for instance, uh, Meet Me at the Somet, uh, started, we had music throughout the entire podcast. It was a two minute show, so it felt weird to close out the music and then two minutes later restart the music. Um, and I thought, um, especially because of Arnie Samlin, Rabbi Arnie Samlin, who leads that show, He's got a very funky atmosphere. His, his, uh, nom de plume, his other name is, is a hip hop rapper, rabbi, rabbi, you know, like, um, and I thought like, you know, to have a kind of a, a low beat underneath the show would kind of be a cool way to, to, uh, the idiot, he's a notorious RAV, notorious Rav, which is obviously uh, a, a shout out to Notorious B.I.G. Um, so I thought like, you know, having kind of like a cool funk undertone of his show would be kind of a fun way to play with what he's doing, um, which is the combination of pop culture and Judaism and Jewish content and life coaching. Um, but after a few weeks of doing it with the music the entire way, he said that he thought it was distracting and we pulled it out. Um, I've never done a show that has had hyper, um, con- hyper music interludes. Um, although I'm not a hundred percent opposed to it. Uh, I tried to reduce the degree of production. I want it to feel seamless. Um, and in that way, I asked the question, what do you like? Do you find that you wish that there were more zings and zangs and zooms in our podcasts? Do you find Radio Lab to be 
overly produced, underly produced, produced perfectly? Listen to Nachcast and tell me, what do you think? Is it overproduced? Do, does the interstitial music and sounds take away from the content, which is so strong? Or does it improve and make stronger that content? Anyway, that's what I'm thinking about this week, and I, as always, wanted to share it with you, and I uh, look forward to hearing your feedback. Talk to you soon.